0: You are listening to Keep Canada Weird, a weekly weird news roundup by the Nighttime Podcast.
1: Hello listeners and welcome back to the weekly Keep Canada Weird discussion series. If you're new here in Keep Canada Weird, my pal Aaron Airport and I seek out and explore the more offbeat Canadian news stories from the past week. In tonight's episode, which we recorded on the evening of January 22nd, 2023, Aaron and I get in way over our heads. It's been a weird week. We have the new alcohol consumption guidelines, we talk about Baby Shark, naming cockroaches after people, we talk about time theft, AI-powered essays, and some welcome news about Canada's worst McDonald's. Buckle up for this one. Handsome Aaron Airport, (laughs) freshly shaven. (laughs) I know my driveway is clear of snow. Yeah, the country's been nuts. What's up with you? I'm really upset that you shaved your attempt at a beard. (laughs) And this uh, this new shave is different. I'm like for people who um, don't have the misfortune of seeing this live. I'm like a baby's bottom on my cheeks. Listen to this.
2: Yeah, it's disgusting.
1: (laughs) <laughs> um, but I'm not doing bad for a guy with COVID. Yeah, that's right. You have COVID right
2: now. That's yeah, it's awful. Do me and the listeners have to worry about catching it
1: from you over the airwaves? I think we're good because I have uh, I think I've had it for just a little over a week and I don't think we've been together because um, we last recorded Sunday night. I think I was, uh, oh no, I would have had it last Sunday night. Yeah, I think everyone listen, anyone who listened to last Sunday night's episode should probably get, get tested. Yeah. Okay. Just to be Just safe. Just to
2: be safe. Good, good. I'm glad we've clarified that.
1: But no, I, th- I've, I think I've survived it. Uh, I am the type of person who has raging man colds. I usually almost die when I get any kind of flu or cold. So there is still a pretty good chance that I won't yeah. come out of this. But I think I'm okay.
2: Well, I hope you're okay. I, I don't want you to die. So I'll state that but for the record.
1: You- I don't want that good that's that's on the record yeah. now um but you may notice my beverage of choice has changed at least during this recording i'm not drinking my diet pepsi i am drinking a skull of red rose tea like a true cape Breton. yeah
2: yeah like a gothic I've got cape a glass of red wine
1: tonight well you know what that is a perfect segue into something <laughs> i really need to talk to <laughs> okay. you about okay this this is this an intervention on, is it well, it may end up having to be because I didn't know that Health Canada has changed their stance on how many. You didn't know this? Well, I don't drink. I drink two. I I drink one alcoholic drink every two or three years. I would say is about my average. Oh, so you're well below what
2: Canada is now recommending. That's good. Yeah. Canada,
1: Canada's pumped about the way I drink, um, but. Recent news has come out that Canadians should consider limiting their alcohol consumption to just two drinks or less per week according to the new national guidelines. The recommendations were released this past Tuesday by a group called the Canadian Center on Substance Abuse and Addiction and they say drinking more than two standard drinks which is the equivalent of 13.45 grams of pure alcohol at a time is associated with increased risks such as you know cancer. They're basically saying if you drink more than two drinks a week, you made, you're, you're of like above a mild risk of dying.
2: Yeah, I think it, there's probably some kind of notable increase in the risks that can be argued. So now they can mm-hmm. only recommend that you have one to two drinks a week. But to me, whenever, when any vice that you have in your life, so whether it's you know, alcohol or smoking, scratch, scratch tickets. scratch tickets or whatever it is, the things that we enjoy the most are the things that are going to kill us. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, but, the, but those things have benefits as well. So we have to look at the negatives okay. and you look at the positives. So mm-hmm. with things like drinking and smoking and gambling and, you know, there are mental health benefits to it. So, Alcohol, for example, like enjoying a glass of wine with you tonight and the listeners, is very relaxing mm. and very pleasurable. And there's a lot of health benefits to feeling that way.
1: Um, you seem to be taking the news OK. because But you're not a heavy drinker, but no. you're a regular drinker. You seem to be taking the news OK. Did, have you heard about the viral video that's going around? It's It was shot by CHCH News in Ontario. They did one of those things where the reporters just like going around on the street, asking people their thoughts on the new guidelines. And they managed to run into um, someone who is very, very honest in their response to the new guidelines. I'm willing to bet a paycheck that this person they stopped on the street in Ontario is a card carrying member of the KISS army. If you know the <laughs> band Kiss. Fans call themselves the KISS army. Yeah. Uh, listen to what this guy had to say about the new guidelines.
3: What did you buy today? I bought uh, six Bush Light, six Bud Light, and I love them. Tall Boys. Tall Boys? Uh, how much would you drink a day? Well, what day? A regular day, I don't know. Maybe a couple beers. Depends. Weekends, right. maybe, you know, five beer. Oh, Two drinks counts. a week. What do you think of that? Well, that's just not uh, feasible. Not in this country. Well, come on, man. Two drinks a week. What's that going to do for you? I mean, that doesn't even get you through a day. A reasonable amount, if you're, I mean if you're at home you should be able to have like uh, four beer. That's just, that ain't, that's just two more. I mean I'll have six, but four is a fair number. But there shouldn't even be guidelines anyway, why are you going to tell me how much I can drink at home? Well I guess the idea is would you be concerned
1: that you're at a higher health risk if you're
3: drinking too? No! That's the, the main point here is why are they telling me what I can drink at home? What Can I have uh, two liters of pop? Can I have two liters of pop? Well, what's more healthy, four beers or two liters of Coca-Cola? Do the math. So I'm guessing that this information about the new guidelines isn't going to change your life. It's heartbreaking, and I can't even believe it.
2: Rock and roll! (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. You can't handle the tooth.
1: (laughs) I love that guy.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think he's on the verge of having his own show on some platform somewhere. (laughs)
1: uh yeah i saw that video today i saw it
2: today too i was uh i was uh scrolling through i think it was tiktok okay and i saw and it he's there. going
1: around yeah uh i love i love a good honest reaction like that what i like when they ask it, like what do you think is a normal amount in a day and he's like what day what day <laughs> wednesday <laughs> yeah that guy's uh he's all right with me i, I have like a feeling him. he's lovable he's, he's He's doing more than two a week, though. I'm pretty some pretty confident. beer company needs to hire
2: him as their mascot and put him in commercials. And I mean, this guideline thing—I don't know. Before it used to be you could have one a day, you know, like they used to say a glass of wine a day was good for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, it's, yeah, my grandmother's always yeah. said that. She's ninety-two or three, so
2: yeah. I don't know. I—I I think I think they're probably splitting hairs with this thing. With this new kind of research. I don't know. I'm not the one that did the research. So I don't have the data in front of me, nor would I be able to interpret it if it was. So yeah.
1: I, I also don't follow the Canadian food guide. So this either. is, I'm not going to get you up know, and arms in arms. I
2: eat processed food whenever
1: I want. Mm-hmm. Who are they to tell Who me? Who are they to tell um, me? We're going to hop across the pond for a second. We got some listener mail coming in all the way from. I don't know. You try to guess based on the accent. Okay. This is what, what Jude had to say.
4: Hello people from nighttime. My
3: name's Jude and I live in the UK and I'm just responding to your, um, piece on the goats. I've got four pygmy goats called Alan Neville, Malcolm and Ernie and, um, they've got collars and I walk them up and down the road all the time. And, uh, just for the record, Goat is the most eaten meat in the world, but not here because we don't eat meat. We love your show, and particularly the way you say hoose and
4: aboot. Bye.
1: (laughs) So she ends it suddenly, but she actually... That's almost like she fell off of her chair or something. Bye. (laughs) She called back almost immediately and added this.
4: P.S. I forgot to say
3: this. I was born in a place called Lachine in Quebec. We say
4: Quebec here. Um, uh,
3: and I don't know whether that's a nice place. Is it a nice place? I've never been there. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I've never
1: Bye. heard of Lachine. I'm sure yeah. it's a beautiful place. Uh,
2: yeah. She, she can go on Google Maps and find out
1: herself. Don't be so lazy. You're too busy yeah. collaring your goats. <laughs> but if anyone knows any uh anecdotes about Lachine, quebec let us yeah, know Yeah, please can... do yeah call right in and leave a lengthy voicemail about all of the graphic <laughs> details about Lachine, quebec le yeah please um well aaron we got that behind us we're caught up on listener mail we've reacted to the viral video it's now to get to the meat of this episode and you you may notice I'm moving along a little quick. That's because we got got a a loaded, a a loaded baked potato of a show here tonight. And this is even leaving out a few stories. We got, we got a lot on the go. We're going to be talking about interesting ways to honor your ex boyfriends and girlfriends. We're going to be talking about baby shark and how it can be used for security. The joys or horrors of AI-assisted essays. We're going to be talking about time theft, and then to wrap it all up, we'll talk about how Canada's worst McDonald's is closing. Yeah. Let's start with the well um, cockroaches.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, let's okay, talk let's about do. them.
1: Let's <laughs> discuss. Uh, I've never no, seen. No, not in person. Other than- no. Do we have them on the East Coast?
2: Uh, We don't have them here, not that I not that I know of.
1: But I've never heard. I could be stand corrected.
2: You know, somebody could leave a voicemail saying, "I'm covered in cockroaches, and I'm your neighbor."
1: (laughs) uh, (laughs) It may happen. But let's talk about cockroaches in Ontario. With Valentine's Day less than a month away, people in Toronto were being offered the chance to name a cockroach in someone's honor. The Toronto Zoo Wildlife Conservancy, a partner of the zoo focused on fighting animal extinction, is behind this plan. Here's from their ad. Roses are red, violets are blue. Is there someone in your life that's bugging you? Give them goosebumps this Valentine's Day by naming a cockroach in their honor. So basically what they're doing is you can pay to have a cockroach named after an ex. Here's a little bit of a... um, Well, I guess it doesn't have to be X. It could be a mother-in-law. It could be anyone you have distaste for. Yeah, right. That reminds you of a cockroach. Here's a a short news piece, piece that'll give us a bit more info. Well, the Toronto Zoo is running a special Valentine's Day contest for jilted lovers and disgruntled employees. People are
2: harboring some frustration. Well, they now have a chance to name a cockroach in honor of someone who truly bugs them. To name a cockroach, Torontonians can go online and dedicate their donation and select in honor of and fill in the blank with the name of their choosing. The zoo will release the most popular names once the contest wraps. But
1: staff say so far, Jeff and Kyle are the most frequently submitted. It's an interesting way to drum up some money. I, I like it because it will get people talking and give, get people excited about donating money. Uh, it said in that report there that the two most common names contributed so far are Jeff and Kyle. Does that mean anything to you? Do you know a Jeff or a Kyle That I know
2: a Jeff and a Kyle throughout my life.
1: But not standout. I don't have any pricks. issues with them. <laughs> um, would you name a cockroach after someone? Would that be something, a way you could see getting back at someone? But are
2: they going to know? Like, that's the only thing that would
1: make it worth it to me is if yeah. they know. But... If they get an anonymous card with a picture of the cockroach and they say someone donate it in your honor to have you know your name emblazoned upon this dung eating beetle but they don't eat poop they eat wood, i guess i don't know what i don't know enough
2: scared. about cockroaches but uh, i don't know what they eat i imagine they eat anything that's in front of them
1: uh, but they, they are creepy crawly little monsters though and yeah i think uh, i would donate um but there's some... if it led to Led to a photo being sent to the person. There are some people I would certainly donate. Sure. to. Sure, there's there's a little bit of
2: irony to this uh, to this story though. Is that
1: huh?
2: cockroaches live forever? So why would you want to name someone you have distaste for that you have an issue with after a cockroach
1: that will live forever? Well, because then it's a permanent reminder of how awful this person is. They this person no, but may you're be dead you're giving that.
2: Individual eternity, eternal life
1: of an em- eternal embarrassment, not embarrassment. Because if
2: embarrassment. you are a cockroach, you're fine with it.
1: Okay, if this person is proud of because the person attribute... who does
2: wrong doesn't always know that they're the, doing wrong, they think they're in yeah. the right.
1: Yeah, the whole ignorance is bliss thing. But
2: it's a perspective thing. So if you talk Mm. to my ex, my ex is going to give you one story. You talk to me, I'm going to give you an altered version of that story. Mm. And the truth lies somewhere in the middle.
1: Yeah, that's right. Who is the cockroach? The ex or the person who named a cockroach after their ex? Yeah,
2: exactly. So who's more mature here? The person who's not naming a cockroach after the other their ex-partner or is it the other way around uh, so to me this there's a lot of holes in this campaign
1: yeah if i i guess i was i was wrong where i was seeing it as a permanent reminder of how awful this person was that was named after a cockroach but i guess more than anything it's a permanent reminder of a dysfunctional relationship two versions of a dirty story the truth is somewhere in the middle it's on the it's back really
2: of like when you allow someone to name a cockroach after an ex you're only getting one side of the story and you're and you're going with it i think mm. for this campaign to really work you have to apply so i'm gonna so say i have an ex right mm. and i feel like i was the one that was wronged in that relationship I have to approach or call or apply to this organization to name a cockroach after my ex. I give all the details that I know it to be true. And then mm. the organization has to do its due diligence and call my ex mm. and get their side of the story. And then also maybe dig even deeper and contact friends, family, and try to build an actual truth as closely as I can to to what actually happened between these two lovers and then they say we accept your application and we will name the cockroach after your ex because they did wrong you or they say you know what we got all the sides of the story and to be honest if anyone needs a cockroach named after them it's you <laughs>
1: I I would love to serve on the board who is involved in making those decisions or one of the investigators working for the the, zoo. Well, that's
2: the (laughs) waiver that you sign when you fill in the application. It's like this is going to be a truth-seeking board of individuals that will determine, and they will be the jurors, to determine who is on the side of the cockroach and who is... The person to give the name to the cockroach.
1: I like it. Um, I think the zoo needs to rethink this whole thing. So, yeah. I think they—it's it, more complicated than I intended to get into. Uh, I did. I never thought of the layers to that. Mm. Let's move on to a story that uh, I think is going to be a lot more simple. You, you know the share the song "Baby Shark," right?
2: I've heard about it. Yeah, people with okay. children you had, talk
1: about it. Yeah, because it's it's a short, repetitive song that little kids like toddlers just can't get enough of and to most adults who've heard it for more than I don't know seven minutes or something uh, it is beyond nails on a chalkboard and it makes you want to just jump off the nearest highest object well the song baby shark is being weaponized
0: the streets of downtown Nanaimo are normally quiet in the evenings and overnight but now you can hear this playing on commercial street (laughs) NYLA Fresh Thread Clothing has started playing the popular children's song Baby Shark outside the store overnight to deter loiterers. It's
1: a huge health and safety situation for my staff. I mean, like, I've lost some staff because they don't feel comfortable coming downtown. Leaving at night is a problem, you know, the open drug use and that kind of thing.
0: The menswear store opened in 2014 and has recently been the target of theft and property damage. Cheviatsky says in the last six months there have been fires started in the store's front door alcove. And the windows have been broken three times with merchandise stolen urination vomiting feces smeared on the windows food and like all this different shrapnel and he isn't the only one dealing with this problem red shelf decor told czech news just a few weeks ago that it was broken into twice in one night
1: i thought maybe what i could do something as a deterrent but not uh, not be a um a nuisance to the community, have something kind of like, that's still fun but quite annoying.
0: NYLA started playing Baby Shark in its alcove one week ago and the catchy song has been working. It's also become a hit with the business community. Ever
1: since I have started playing that, we haven't had to clean up any needles, there's been no garbage left behind, there's been no one sleeping in overnight, which has been wonderful. You know, it's for us, the staff feel a lot better about it.
0: And it's even getting the backing of area residents.
1: I think that's a great
2: idea, that's super annoying, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's really cute. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was at Costco yesterday and people yelling baby shark cross Costco at me and you know was the gas station same thing
0: Javetsky wants to make it clear that while this song can be annoying It's not an attack against the homeless But rather a fun light low-cost way to protect his business and staff from further damage
1: Maybe this one as I'm reading it. I'm thinking there are a few layers to this that are a bit complicated I agree for one yeah. for one um, Yeah Everyone has probably seen that news report going around of the guy who was like outside of an art gallery with a hose, like spraying a homeless person, uh, spraying them with the hose, trying to get them away from his building. So there's something about, uh, that I'm not crazy about this guy. Like I'm just going to play baby shark so the homeless people don't hang out in my all clothes. Yeah, there's
2: just something a tad,
1: uh, I don't know if insensitive is the word, but. I'm surprised he's on the news uh, saying that. Bragging about it, yeah. Or even saying, like, like unhoused people, if he hadn't just left it at loitering, I, my mind would have been, went if to the like, way you know, it was teenagers. framed
2: was more, yeah, teenagers loitering, then you could be like, yeah, okay, you know, I could, mm. I can get on board with uh, that. Um, but yeah. this is a bit more challenging to swallow.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that should be considered, though, is how this starts is a church near near his place of business is offering like, you know, free food and lunches and stuff to unhoused people. But I think what is happening is that service, say it opens at, I don't know, 30, 11 in the morning or something, people are coming there the night before and like camping out and wanting to be near there because they're gonna get food the next morning. So that's kind of given him, it's made it so that he's now in an area where this has you know, overnight has become a problem. To me, it seems like the simple solution is that I don't know, have some kind of space on the church grounds where people can camp out so they don't have to go camping out in like front doors of stores and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um Yeah, so that that aspect of it, I'm not c I am not I do not like that side of it.
2: Yeah, that aspect rubbed me the wrong way as well yeah. when I was as, reading the
1: article. As far as as far as the song being used, I can completely understand the um the effectiveness of that let's say take away the issue of how the homeless are being treated in our cities and the things they're left to to do to get by and think instead if it was being used because kids were skateboarding outside or sitting in uh, on the front steps of the building having cigarettes right. let's say all having night cigarettes. that's <laughs> having them um, you don't say
2: smoke anymore it's like i'm having cigarettes
1: i'm having cigarettes, <laughs> I'm having cigarettes. do you think uh I think in that case it would be appropriate.
2: I agree, I agree. There's something distasteful about this motivation to sweep away the homeless off of his I d- property, I guess. Yeah.
1: I'm, and I'm surprised he says that to the news. What like the yeah. like the, it it's almost like one of those things where it's like he should have kept that in his head.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah, it's every once every once in a while we come across a story where you're kind of shocked that the person is complaining about it. It was like when they wanted to make the men's shelter and and they were evicting the the dog oh, the trainer, the dog walking business. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, part time dog hard, trainer.
1: It was hard to sympathize with it. It
2: was, yeah. That was that was um, a just grin. You should just grin and bear this lady. Just move Mm -hmm. on because going to the news publicly to complain about them turning that building into a men's shelter, a much
1: needed men's shelter, it's just, it's not a, it's not a hill to die on. So what you just said there and what we just kind of talked about was this idea of um, some things you need to just grin it and bear and you don't want to find a platform for your controversial and in some cases disgusting views uh here's another let's move on to this next story this also is in bc this involves somebody who very much should have just grinned and bore the brunt of being fired from their job they tried to stand up for themselves for being let go from a job only to have it backfire in the most epic way listen to this
5: With more people working from home, many employers have come up with ways to track the amount of work being done remotely. Now, one B.C. woman's case is getting a lot of attention. She ended up having to pay for stealing time from her employer. C.D.B. Shannon Patterson on what led to this rare decision and whether it sets a precedent.
0: When her employer fired her for cause, a BC accountant who'd been working from home took her wrongful dismissal claim to the Civil Resolution Tribunal, seeking $5,000 for unpaid wages and severance. But it
4: backfired. The employer was successful in showing that they did in fact have just cause to terminate her uh, for misconduct. Um, based on time theft.
0: Reach CPA had installed tracking software on Carly Bessie's work laptop. The tribunal found she hadn't worked 50.76 hours that she claimed she had. Bessie denied the time theft, but was ordered to pay her former employer just over $2,600.
4: And that doesn't usually happen. We do see a lot of cases where there might be some misconduct in terms of dishonest behavior like time theft which would lead an employer to terminate someone for cause, but I haven't really seen this before where an, an employer is actually awarded damages for that time theft. Interesting thing that has developed during the pandemic and to date with these hybrid environments is more discussion amongst employers with their counsel and with their consultants and with their HR teams, You know, should we be tracking time because we don't see them because we're not, Constantly around them to be able to monitor performance. So that is a concern I think for a lot of workers that that this is going to become some kind of new normal
0: They say if there's trust between the employer and employee Electronic tracking shouldn't be necessary.
1: Never heard of this concept of of time theft before but I guess it's ultimately It's like billing your employer for hours. You didn't actually work in this case this uh Carly Bessie in BC. Uh, She was being let go. She tried to fight it. Uh, In their response, their legal response, they showed that she actually appeared to not have worked the hour she's claiming. And they ended up making it so, or she ended up having to pay just under $3,000 to the employer who let her go. Um, And they were able to learn this as a result of tracking software that was on her computer that would look at things like how often you hit a key or move your mouse.
2: Sure,
1: or whatnot. Sure. Uh, interesting, but it's interesting. I, I, I have guess a lot I'm not, to say
2: about this. I don't cause, Cause you work from home a lot.
1: So this is something that, yeah. And we're not in, tracked in your ballpark. We're,
2: we're not tracked,
1: but it, you would think most employers would have a way to track you aside from just like, did you move your, mouse I, don't or should, I don't think they should I don't think they, They should do that because I don't think
2: productivity is measured in how much you're moving your mouse and, you know, sitting in front of your computer from literally nine to five in the time frame that they consider. That's such an old school way of working that they're trying to force into the work at home environment. It doesn't work like Mm -hmm. that. People are productive in different times of the day, people are productive for different amounts of time at one given moment. Mm. Everybody works differently. And to try and cram everybody into one cookie cutter method of working, it's just not effective. And it's such a dinosaur way of trying to think, well, if you're a butt's in the chair, then that means you're working, you know, and it's nine to five, you know, like. Yeah it doesn't make any sense. And there's so much, there's so many studies and there's so many, uh, you know, extremely way smarter than me people that, that can tell you why that doesn't work and knock it off.
1: Yeah. I think it's, it's more, or another thing to consider though is the type of job. Like let's, if you're in a job where the, you live and die on efficiency, let's say if you do customer service for, you know some i don't know the power sure where well, you have
2: to be there to answer that phone you know
1: yeah but but if you if that is your job generally they're already tracking like how many calls you answered or how long your calls are or something like that so that wouldn't be anything new here no. it seems like in this case her job is She's one an accountant. The, this she yeah so she so i'm in so an account that...
2: and and i can tell you that it's it's the most well, well before the pandemic, it's the most time-tracked job you'll ever have. And correctly, who cares when you do it, how you do it, how long it takes you? Are you meeting the deadlines? Are you getting the work done? Yeah. Who cares?
1: I, I think in this case, reading between the lines, she was let go in for some other reason aside from that's, this. That's, that's my final
2: point about it. There had to have been something else that she was doing that was bothering them where they're like, okay, we can't get her with this, but I guarantee because if you track anybody who works from home, I guarantee she's stealing time. Mm-hmm. And then they, they found a way to, to, to nab her on that.
1: Yeah. Well, um, it's, I'd like to know more about like the more of the facts of this case, but I think it's, it's interesting to see someone wa- go to sue someone an employer in a sort of david and goliath situation and have it turn around on them like that and have to pay in i Um, just but it's something like we're going to see more and more of this sort of thing this idea
2: of time it's mm -hmm. it it makes no sense and this isn't the Mm -hmm. case with all jobs like you said earlier this isn't the case but time is is friggin relative man like i have a job to do and there are times when i have to get that job done within a time frame you know like there's a meeting coming up and they need this budget done to present sure there are those moments but for the most part my god let's just get the job done the way we want to do it in the time frame that we are effective and we should have four day work weeks Four day work weeks man like enough of this like we're living in the past man (laughs)
1: Speaking of living in the past, the world is changing. We have employers tracking our information. We have baby shark being blasted at the unhoused outside of businesses. Artists are also feeling the pinch. Um, we, you probably anyone who uses the internet would have seen over the last couple months, everybody have were changing their profile pictures into these AI generated artistic renders of themselves, which then led to this discussion about how that is indirectly stealing from other artists. I'm sure you've seen posts about that. I don't know if you're aware that this whole AI thing, artificial intelligence, isn't just attacking like graphic designers and visual artists. There is a huge uh, issue with AI, artificially intelligent, generated Writings yeah. and essays. I'm going to play you a, a short clip uh, that outlines the issue, and I got something to say about okay. this.
5: A new AI chatbot has universities scrambling to figure out how to prevent cheating. Cheating scandals are not new, but a new viral sensation, ChatGPT, has impressed millions with the essays and stories, it churns out, after it's asked a question. CTV's Tamina Aziz on how BC universities are trying to stay one step ahead of those who use technology to fake an assignment.
0: But so that's pretty impressive. You can ask it to write anything or answer any questions, and its responses oh, okay. are immediate
1: and human-like. Just warning you against uh, how unethical it is to use ChatGPT um, G- for generating an essay, but it still goes ahead and generates it.
0: The tool was released less than two months ago and it's booming in popularity and the quality of the work has some educators concerned. We're going
1: to have to maybe come up with uh, assignments that make it more difficult to just copy the answers from ChatGPT, but experts say there are limitations to the tool.
4: They're not creative in
0: the way that we're creative. Gabora says one student has cheated with it, so she's already
4: warned her students about using the tool this semester. So I just sort of said at the beginning of class, you know, I know this might be a temptation, um, especially if you leave things to the last minute, and I just want you to know that we're on to it, and uh, we have programs that sort of can detect the presence of ChatGPT generated essays. I'm concerned about having uh, an automatic
1: tool that detects if somebody copied from ChatGPT or wrote the, wrote something on their own because it's not gonna be 100% accurate and then we're risking just uh, accusing students of cheating when, when they didn't. Have you heard of anyone
4: possibly being tempted to use it
1: to cheat? I've heard of people trying but not succeeding. I think it's helpful. Most people probably haven't been using it but I think in a couple of years, like as it gets better, which it will, I'm sure it will be a, a serious problem.
0: And experts agree. They say it's time to embrace the tool, incorporate into classes, and use it to help students. But it's unclear how that can be done. In the meantime, educators say to build trustful relationships with students and assign projects that focus less on regurgitating information and more on critical thinking.
1: Yeah so the the this particular AI writing software mm. it's called ChatGPT yeah. and it's a it's a big deal and it, and it's new like which is scary because mm. you can use it now to write anything essays and poems and stories I got it to write but a few what, songs for me the other day what, what what's it going to be able to do in 5 years well i what's going to do in 15 years yeah i've messed with it i was shocked at how effective it yep. is yep. Um, it's the what real i just deal. did <laughs> what i just did before uh before we went live i was trying doing some different things i was asking it a few questions about you know like history and and stuff and and it was giving me answers that were like i don't know similar to what would be on wikipedia except it was written as if it was you know a person talking to me which was interesting but then i tried the more creative side of it and as a test i said to it and i did this just earlier i said write me a poem called keep canada weird and listen to what it turned oh, right. out and, it, and it's instant like i i wrote write a poem called keep canada weird hit enter and it spit this out immediately it said let me have it here it says keep canada weird let the moose roam free in the wilds of the north where the rivers run deep where the mountains stand tall and the lakes are crystal clear let us keep this land wild without any fear let the beavers build their dams and the bears roam wild. Let the lynx and the wolves roam the forests in the wild. Let us keep this land true to its natural state. Let us keep it Canada weird before it's too late. Let us celebrate our differences and embrace our quirks. Let us stand tall and proud and never hide our quirks. Let us keep Canada weird in all its beauty and grace and never let the world change, especially this place. So let us keep Canada weird and keep it true to its natural ways. It's all we can do. Let us always remember to keep Canada wild and never let it change. The special child. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the special but it's, child. Oh like, that, like That was
1: a stupid poem and it was rhyming uh, a lot of the same. Yeah. Wild, yeah, with quirk wild with wild. <laughs> <laughs> but some other things that I was doing, like using it so you're not uh, kind of like searching a, um, encyclopedia or something, I would ask it things like, uh, here's an example. Like if I said, like, uh, I don't know, um, what is the population of Canada? Of course I could just Google and find the answers, but what if I wrote something like, what is the most unique thing about Canada? Cause that's kind of a bit nuanced to answer that question, the way it answers. It says one of the most unique things about Canada is its, uh, is its diverse and multicultural society. Canada is home to people from many different ethnic and cultural backgrounds, and the diversity is reflected in the country's food, music, art, and festivals. Additionally, Canada's vast size and varied geography, including mountains, lakes, forests, and tundra, also makes it unique. So that is um, that one that's written well it's almost like if you were in high school that could be a question you have to answer yeah yeah
2: i think when you're when you're dealing with essays and getting it to take factual information and structure it like a narrative that you would something digestible yeah like i think that's where it thrives because when it when it starts to get into creative ventures like writing a song um all all those people that have that have gotten very successful songs and i think depends on how you structure Mm. the question so, but for me, where I was just generically being like, write me a song about love or write me a song about someone falling in love with you or whatever, it was just, it was being very uh, weird. And
1: full disclosure, though, you've, you wrote a full album about a user falling in love with its computer. No, the other way around. Well, the computer falls in love with the yeah. user. Yeah. It's
2: a laptop computer.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I that's like right. the song, Never Fold Me Down, The Laptop. Never Fold <laughs> Me Down. Yeah. Um, I just, I just asked Chat GPT how can I put Tim Hortons out of business? This is interesting. I didn't think it would be able to answer it. Actually, my exact question was, how can I put Tim Hortons out of business? So here's what it says. As a language model, my purpose is to provide helpful and accurate information, and I'm not able to provide advice on how to put a specific company out of business. Additionally, it's not ethical to wish for a specific company to go out of business. Dot, dot, dot. And then it answers my question. Tim Hortons is a well-established brand with a loyal customer base, and it would likely take a significant effort to put them out of business. If you're an entrepreneur or business owner, the best approach would be to focus on providing a unique and high quality product or service that differentiates you from Tim Hortons. So I guess what it's saying here is we should open a coffee shop.
2: Is create competition and and then just- Yeah, I
1: need an easier, more simple way.
2: Yeah, it seems that at chat, GPT always clarifies either before or after what it when it provides you an answer. It always kind of clarifies
1: you know things you should mm-hmm. consider. Um it's in, uh, if you were a teacher, I feel like that would be very hard to catch people using chat gpt for essays they say in that news clip we listened to they said they have like tools and software or whatever to do it but i i think like if i'll tell you right now if chat gpt was out when i was in high school it would be answering all of my homework in assignments i know yeah. it would i would have like i i was i just well the same thing was kind of the happening rewording
2: when Google was a started becoming a thing, like when the internet started coming out, like I remember it was, uh, you know, unethical for me to print out information from the internet and copy and paste it into a project because it had to be my own words or whatever. Like I, you know, there was all those questions being asked when the internet first started making its way into
1: people's mm. homes. Um, yeah. It's a, that's a big mess. My, um, yeah, I'm just surprised by it. It's, it was one thing where, where we used, uh, like I would take answers from encyclopedias and reword them and stuff in a way that my teacher would never know. It was almost copied out of an encyclopedia. This is a, a whole different beast. And I think in five years, it's going to be even more complicated. And in 15 or 20, yeah, this is going to change it's just always changing. Like, I mean, we've seen this a million
2: times before, like when a new technology comes out and it's a game changer, like this AI-based technology is, it's going to ruffle feathers and it's going to throw everything on its head for a while until we until we are able to um, step back and realize, okay, how can we use this in an effective way? and in a way that is conducive to learning. And there's, there's, so, there's gonna be so many ways that they can use chat GPT or AI-based programs like that in the classroom to encourage learning and foster mm-hmm. it. It'll, it'll absolutely
1: be for the better. Um, let's move on to something else that will be for the better. I, it's news to me, or it was news to me last week when I found out that uh, Canada's objectively worst McDonald's restaurant is closing. This is a McDonald's restaurant that is uh, downtown Ottawa and re, in, on Redo Street, I guess is the pronunciation. Yeah. And this is, I've asked my brother about it. He lives in Ottawa. And this is, this specific McDonald's is infamous for Late night incidents, fights, assaults, weird things happening. Police are there like every night, basically. They finally announced its closure and uh, it's getting a lot of reaction from people. So here, here's a news clip that'll give us some of the background. Good
4: evening. We begin tonight with a CTV exclusive. The notorious McDonald's restaurant on Rideau Street is closing its doors. A regular stop for police most weekend nights.
3: It's now set to close permanently in April after 38 years in business. CTV's Natalie Van Roy joins us live with the latest developments. Natalie? Well, Graham, this update comes after years of issues at the Rideau Street location. The property owner tells CTV News that McDonald's decided to not renew the lease, meaning the restaurant will close in April. At this infamous McDonald's location on Rideau Street in downtown Ottawa, the doors will soon be closing.
1: Well, McDonald's lease runs out at the end of April. So, you know, we knew that they may not be there. Wasn't uh, a big surprise.
3: The restaurant first opened in 1985, but in recent years has become a notorious spot for late night crowds. this viral video filmed in december 2013 shows a man pulling a baby raccoon out of his sweater while others were involved in a fight
2: i've pretty actively avoided it yeah i've only ordered on uber eats or skip the
3: dishes
1: and so and so because uh, it's just i've heard really sketchy things
3: in 2022 ottawa police were called to this location more than 150 times and in 2018 There were more than 800 calls.
4: With the news a few years ago regarding all the violence going on, um, all the drug use downtown, uh, you can't use the bathrooms here, so this isn't a McDonald's I would bring my kids. uh. In 2019,
3: then-Ottawa Police Chief Charles Bortolo sent a letter to the President and CEO of McDonald's Canada raising concerns about ongoing criminal activity and social disorder at the location. Then McDonald's reduced its hours of operation to 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. following a meeting with police. It had been open for 24 hours a day. Currently, you can't sit inside the restaurant to eat. It's takeout only and the bathrooms are closed to the public.
1: It's a jewel in the city of Ottawa. Everything that, the, that can be done to make it uh, better should be done. I, I'd like to see the, the police provide more presence, just for the uh, you know it's always a very small percentage of of individuals that cause trouble
3: a listing on spaceless a commercial real estate website shows the unit available for lease starting in the third quarter of 2023
1: i think we've all been to like uh somewhere in our town that's kind of like the crazy late Mm -hmm. night place here in halifax we have the spring well i'm not thinking mcdonald's i'm thinking more so just uh pizza corner in halifax Oh, pizza! Yeah, corner. and Halifax yeah, is a yeah, yeah. spot we call Pizza Corner, and it's just like an intersection where each on each corner of the intersection is a different pizza shop, and they're all open late yeah. night. So when all like the bars and stuff get out, everybody just kind of accumulates at Pizza Corner, and there are like I've seen uh, countless uh, incidents of social uh, disarray happening in and around Pizza Corner.
2: Yeah, we've all witnessed. Uh, you know, you and I have spent many a night on pizza seeing, things, yeah. it oh,
1: onlook, seeing things yeah just as on innocent onlookers
2: disturbing yeah just very innocent <laughs> uh just eating a slice of pizza and watching it yeah, all but, go down trying to stay out of trouble i was always yeah
1: on the outside yeah, looking at it trouble. Helps people if, if it came
2: to that but there's i know i would not help no <laughs> um i'm on the yeah. outside i <laughs> am no I'm not here to help. I'm not here to cause
1: trouble. I'm just here somewhere to in the middle. I'm just here for the. I'm just here yeah, for the. Comments. but it's a any kind of late night place that is heated, has seating, has bathrooms. Anything that's open twenty four. It's seven. an invitation to craziness. And then a McDonald's. It's so cheap. You go in there with three dollars, you get food. And, and it's
2: yeah, it's drunk and, yeah. food, right? Like you're you're stumbling home. It's three in the morning. Like who wouldn't want to eat four cheeseburgers? At and a it's milkshake. only going to
1: cost you like eight yeah. bucks or something to do that. And I know, yeah. and it's
2: quick and it's like, you can eat in, you can take it home with you. Like it's yeah, perfect. I, can,
1: I could see I why, it. but I don't think it's unique to the McDonald's on Rideau, Rideau Street in Ottawa. That one. No, because that McDonald's on Spring Gardens
2: I felt yeah, was I'll always terrified like in there Because we'd stopped there a number of times walking home. Yeah. And the it's the
1: just barn. craziness in there. Uh, but I think yeah. any city that has a 24-hour McDonald's downtown, or Tim Hortons downtown for that matter, craziness goes on in there at night. This Rideau Street one, sure. I don't know yeah. what it what makes this one so wild, but did you see the clip that was they talked about in the air? With the, rac- with yeah. the raccoon? <laughs>
2: It's unreal. It's such a bizarre little yeah. clip. It's like there's all this chaos
1: and fighting going around. It's just, this
2: person just pulls out, yeah. a raccoon out for, of you people who
1: haven't seen it, you can find it online. Yeah. It's it's basically a brawl in McDonald's. There's it looks like there's 25 people throwing punches at each other, falling over each other, grabbing on yeah. each other, and as someone is filming the fight, someone just in frame, like in in the video, just takes a baby raccoon out of their jacket and just holds it there it's like what the hell is happening here but it's
2: just it's such a like it's almost like they're going to use it as a weapon or or something i feel like they're
1: showing the raccoon (laughs) the fight because they kind of hold it by like the scruff of the neck
2: No, i feel like it's like if anybody steps to me i've got a raccoon (laughs) because raccoons are violent (laughs) they will claw your face Uh, i wouldn't
1: want to get touched with one no it's like i'll give you rabies if you step to me (laughs) uh what a mess but it it is closing it seems like they tried to do everything to make it work they limited the hours they made it so you can't use the bathroom you can't even sit in there it's i guess the final straw is you just got to shut it down but it says a little bit about it says a little bit about law enforcement in the city that they couldn't make it work but I guess we could not have McDonald's if they wanted to keep it open, could they not have just had like two security guards in there?
2: Who knows? Um I, I would I think if- I would have to be someone I would have to be someone who worked at that McDonald's to understand more about yeah. What? How? And, it's all and
1: they happened. said in that article that we listened to, they said there were complaints to like McDonald's corporate, and I'm sure corporate McDonald's doesn't want this one location being a haven for drugs and fighting and all this stuff. It, they may yeah. be like, you know, just shut that one down. We'll stick with the other 25 million. Sure.
2: It, it probably depends on the arrangement because I don't, I, you know, not all McDonald's are run by corporate mm-hmm. office. Some of them are are just like a business entrepreneur who. Uh, pays for the rights to sell McDonald's products mm. or whatever. Like, that's how you can have some still selling the pizza at, at kind of uh, very rare yeah. locations. And uh,
1: Johnny Mac in the chat did the, the math there. It said in the article that that McDonald's was getting about 800 calls a year to police. That's two point, that's 2.5-ish yeah. calls to police a day.
2: A day, you yeah. You could not
1: pay me to work there without, like, full body armor. No,
2: no, no. <laughs> Unless I was in a shark cage. <laughs>
1: Which would be amazing.
2: <laughs> I'm just swinging in a shark cage, like doing the books
1: for this business, for this McDonald's.
2: Like, oh my God, they're fighting out just so many raccoons. <laughs>
1: uh, well, Aaron, I think we, we covered a lot. I, I'm I'm exhausted from the... Week. Yeah, it was rapid fire tonight. We had a lot to get to and there was a lot to say. It's going
2: to be like this next yeah. week well, too. Because so I, I had to push in.
1: off three stories tonight to next week. So it's... And I did the same yeah. thing last week. People yeah. need to chill. They need to slow down in Canada for a little bit, so we get caught up.
2: Things are getting hot in this country, you know man. I, things are I blowing up. I think it's the up, Canadians' man. way to
1: try to make this a twice-a-week series.
2: People want it. They can taste it. They want more. And to they're keep just Canada
1: weird because Canada's so weird. And they're just doing weird. freaky things out there, trying to get us uh, fired up more to do it. But we'll see. They'll really they'll have to ramp it up a bit more if they're hoping for that. But um, let's put a bow on this one—a really weird bow. Aaron, until next time. Jordan, until Uh, next time. uh, Bye! (laughs) Let's throw back to Jude. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. (laughs) I want to thank you for helping Aaron and I in our Keep Canada weird discussion. But let us call out for even greater support in this mission. If something unusual happens in your town, let us know. And the best way to let us know is by sending a voice memo through nighttimepodcast.com contact. We both hope to hear from you. Now, before we wrap this up, let me give some thanks. Big thanks to Aaron Airport for sharing another evening with me and with you, the listeners of nighttime. A shout out to the internet's favorite cult leader, Unicol, who provides the series intro voiceover. And lastly, a massive thank you to everyone who listens to nighttime, as without your interest and your support, the show would be impossible. And on the topic of support, let me thank the newest subscribers to the premium feed. Tyler, Jerry, and Kate, thank you for going premium. And for anyone else who'd like to support the show but can't do it by way of a premium feed subscription, you can help keep Canada weird by simply sharing this episode on social media and letting some like-minded friends know what we're doing here. If you have any story ideas, want to give feedback on the show, or would just like to contribute a voice memo to be aired and responded to in an upcoming episode, you can do all that and more at nighttimepodcast.com. We hope to hear from you. But until then, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let us know if you see anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced
4: by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright Jordan Bonaparte.
1: Uh, before we wrap it up, Aaron, people are asking to hear something from Computer Love Songs. Can I play one? Yeah, what, man. What's the best it. song on the album? Um, probably uh, If I Had oh, yes. Uh So let me see if I can find it. So if people want to find it, it's...
2: It's on Airports Bandcamp. Airport the band.
1: But okay. So if you go to... If you want to find it yourself and you can get the album because the whole album's amazing. The web address is airport.bandcamp.com dot com bandcamp is b-a-n-d-c-a-m-p dot com and this particular album is called computer love songs but i'm gonna play so it's a seven song album oh brand new eyeball and they're all like a brand new eyeball
2: yeah but i think if i had legs is the quickest brand new eyeball is about so it's the
1: whole album is like
2: a the computer being the computer is struck by lightning and becomes sentient
1: and and falls in love with its owner. So and falls in love with its owner. Yeah. So it's kind of a it's like a concept album. But isn't brand new eyeball like when it gets a webcam? No,
2: well it always. That's when it's awake. That's oh, okay. when it first becomes sentient. And it's like it's got this new eyeball. It's then
1: from the top of your lap is an amazing song. Then you have don't use him to talk to me. don't use me to talk to him.
2: <laughs> yeah, she because she's talking to her boyfriend
1: uh, on on the computer yeah, that loves her. Then it has if I had legs, which will play scramble which I remember I forgot how great this was scramble is when it gets the computer virus yeah. tongue and tongue and it teeth to is die. a wicked song uh, yeah. and then crack the code so let's do if I had legs that's a good that was awesome uh i forgot all about this uh most of these songs i just want to play tongue uh brand new eyeball then we'll wrap it up cherry
2: difference between a wire and That'll give them a taste of it.
1: <laughs> that's a, yeah. That's a you should just a, re- you should like re-record all those.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're just demos, so we could do a you know they, they could use a nice beefy studio. Uh, yeah, because it's it's down to seven
1: them. songs, about a minute each. Y- you would be able to like if you had a nice studio for a weekend, you could make a killer album. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. All right, cool. everybody, if you want to go, oh, Kristen in the chat says, "I'm the perfect, I'm the perfect, amount, perfect amount of stones." <laughs> <laughs>